Hello world, my name is Hannah and this is my world where I am going to be humble, open, and transparent about my journey as the wife, the mom, and the boss. Hello world and welcome back. So we're going to dive right into it, okay? Because you're probably already wondering, Hannah, what is the bread aisle all about? Well, listen, let me tell you. So in his encouragement to me, Anthony is always telling the, you know, parable, (laughs) so to speak, or the story of the bread owl. It's not really a story. It's more so the analogy or whatever example that he gives me. When, you know, you walk down a bread aisle and you see that there's all different types of bread, nature's own, Sarah Lee, um, Dave's Killer Bread, Thomas Bagel, you know what I'm saying? There's all different types of breads out there, Wonder Bread, um, but there is room on the shelf for each brand, right? And the thing is, is that maybe not everybody likes Nature's Own. And even though Nature's Own offers you honey wheat, whole wheat, uh, butter, I think it's butter bread or something. Even though there's all these different versions of bread, these different brands, there is room on the shelves for each brand and each different type of bread. Just like if you rock down the rice aisle, you're gonna see all these different types of rices, right? You're gonna see microwavable rice. You're gonna see the regular rice. You're gonna see yellow rice. You're gonna see rice and beans. You're gonna see, you know, Ben's rice, or I'm sorry, Uncle Ben's rice, whatever. You see all these different types and all these different brands. And yet there is room on the shelves, on the aisle, for each one now some of you may say well hannah i love nature's own but i can't stand sarah lee or sarah lee is just not for me or you may say i love the old-fashioned wonder bread nothing is better than just wonder bread you have your particular type that you like and that's the reason why all of them can be there because they serve somebody they are there for someone someone has the taste buds for this nature zone or someone is looking for the artesian bread or for the sourdough or for the whole wheat or the honey wheat there is someone for each bread and a bread for each person right it's the same thing with us we are all called and assigned to do something and yes Some of us may have the same assignment. Some of us may be called to teach. Look at how many teachers we have. We got teachers in elementary school, in middle school, in high school, in um, undergrad, post-grad, you know, specialty programs. We need all the teachers we could get, especially here in Florida. We are actually having a teacher shortage, okay? So if you are called to teach, go teach. It doesn't matter if somebody else is already doing it. It doesn't matter if somebody else came out with a lipstick. Look at, um, what is it called, the lip bar. She came out, she's selling another lipstick, right? This is a black owned company. If you guys never heard of it, you can find it in Target. Shout out, okay. No, but seriously, um, the the maker of, of the lip bar, right? She is now in Target and has, I think, up to four feet, which is a big deal inside of Target, right? Especially for a Black-owned company. But there's already um, makeup brands out there that sell lipstick, right? And she started off with lipstick, but now her brand has expanded where she has... um, I believe it's, uh, I know, oh my gosh, y'all, I don't know makeup like that, but I know that she has more than just lipstick, right? But my point is, is that 
where she is out here competing against brands like Revlon, Maybelline, CoverGirl, Wet n Wild, Elf, like uh, NYX, all of these different brands are out there, yet she has four feet in Target. You know what I'm saying? Like that is a big deal. And I'm pretty sure uh, I've seen her inside of Walmart as well. And she's in, is she in Ulta yet? I'm not sure. But the thing is, is that she did not let the fact that there's already other makeup companies out there stop her. You know what I'm saying? And uh, there, there are so many different things out there where we do have quote unquote competitors. And I say that because it's like, I, I don't even really want us to look at it as competition. You know what I'm saying? If you are called to uh, make a bonnet, look at how many people out there already got bonnets. I was recently at a, uh, a ladies event where there was a, um, a young woman that was out there that was selling head wraps. You know how many head wraps are out there that you can buy? But her niche was is that she was making, and it wasn't just an African designs, but she had all different kinds of designs of head wraps. And what the niche was is that she had matching frames like to put on your like glasses, you know, the stylish glasses, obviously for those of us who, you know, have prescription. And let me not even say that because you can go take your prescription glasses and get new lenses put um get new lenses put on those frames if you want to rock those frames every day but her her niche was is that she had the matching earrings the matching frames to go with the head wraps now for some of you you may say oh that's too much to have my head wrap my glasses and my earrings matching but listen she is in business and there are some people out there who want to rock it all I was one of them. I just need to go take my frames and get some prescription in them. But I got me a head wrap and some matching earrings to go with it. Okay. Anyways, no, seriously. But what I, I really want to get into our minds is, is that there's someone out there who needs to hear this. Okay. And you are who I'm specifically talking to. Because even for myself, being a podcast host, right? There are other podcasts out there. There are other podcasts that are doing or talking about the same things that I'm talking about, but I'm not allowing that to stop me. Now, let me tell you how I got to this point, though, because when I first started off with the podcast, I did it scared. I was just like, Lord, who wants to hear me? Who wants to, you know, listen to me? Are you sure you want me to do this? But God was reminding me, Hannah, there are so many people out there who feel the same way that you do, but you don't know that. And they don't know that because you're staying to yourself. You're not sharing your story. There are other people who feel the same way that you do. And I need you to take the step to go ahead and start the podcast and put it out there. Now, have I done this in full obedience? I'm going to just be honest with y'all I have not and partial obedience is disobedience and what I mean by have I done this in full obedience is, is that I haven't been advertising this podcast to the world I don't post it I mean every once in a while I may post like hey I you know posted a new episode or you know whatever or it may get mentioned when I'm speaking or somewhere but I have not really been doing my due diligence to actually put this out there because in my mind yes I feel like what I'm talking about today. There are other people out there doing it. There are other people out there who have a great message that they're sending. But you know what the difference is between me and those other people? I'm not them and they're not me. And there um, are listeners out there who 
want to hear from me, who I may be relatable to, who they may enjoy the sound of my voice. They may enjoy what I have to say. And that's okay. It's okay if somebody doesn't necessarily like the way that you deliver something or like the way that you do something. It's just like how we may not all like Sarah Lee. We may not all like Wonder Bread. We may not all like Nature Zone. We may not all like Ballpark. Listen, it is okay to have your preference. That is why there are so many different types of bread on that bread aisle because you can pick and choose which one is for you. And when you're not chosen, does it feel bad? Yeah, it can feel like rejection does feel bad. But listen, again, you are not necessarily called to everybody. And I think that's the part that I know for me and and y'all know I'm going to speak for myself. I think for me, that's the part that is a bit more challenging to get over is the fact that I I'm like, oh, you don't like me. Why you don't like me? And that people pleaser in me wants to become what that person likes so that they will like me. And that's not what Jesus meant when he said he becomes all things to all people. He didn't say like, oh, I'm going to become what you want me to be in order for you to like me. He was like, I'm going to become relatable. I'm going to meet you where you are. That's what he meant by I become all things to all people that's what allowed him to be able to sit with the taxpayers and with those who were considered sinners and 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 break bread with them and talk to them because he did not make himself seem more higher than them even though he knew he was God himself God the son you know what I'm saying even though he knew he was God he was like no I put on flesh so that I could be relatable to y'all so that I could let you know that I understand I I can empathize with where you're coming from I can empathize with the things that you are going through and I am here to tell you that I am the living water that you shall thirst no more I am the living word the living bread the bread of life so that you will hunger no more. I can help you. That That is what Jesus did. That is what he meant when he said he became all things. It does not mean that I have to become what other people expect for me to become, to meet their standards and all those things in order for them to like me because now I am becoming more of a world pleaser than a God pleaser. Now I am more focused on what the world wants and what the world is expecting from me and what they consider to be likable than what God has called and already told me that I am. And so I want to encourage somebody out there to understand, listen, you may be called to do something that you see other people doing, but don't allow that to stop you from continuing to pursue what God has called you to do because God needs more than one person to do it. Listen, I, I, I don't remember. What was the last check of how many people there are in the world? It's a lot of us, okay? I, this one person here, (laughs) am not going to be able to reach everybody in the world. So yes, there has to be other podcasters out there that's talking about the same thing because they are reaching those who I cannot reach and I'm reaching those that they cannot reach. If you are called to be, to open up a bookstore or if you are called to start another business that you see somebody else doing you're supposed to be a a t-shirt maker maybe the 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 graphics that you're making the words that you're putting on the t-shirt you know somebody needs to see that uh and in in your area in the area that you have reached and that's the other thing right so like even with churches we're so focused on oh come to our church the word is good here yes the word is good everywhere right but listen 
the four walls of the church is limited. All right. But we can reach live stream and it's okay if everybody's not coming to your live stream. If others are coming to another live stream, don't we just care that everybody is getting the word? Doesn't the word say that how how can they know if no one tells them? And uh, well, how can they know unless they hear and how can they hear unless someone tells them that is what the word says. So it doesn't matter if it came from you, because the Bible even talks about how some plant and some water, but God makes all things grow. He He says how the, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are fruit few. Why are there such few laborers? Because we're so selfish and we're worried about ourselves and worried about what we have reach of instead of just praying, Lord, send out the multitude. All of us are called to be ministers. All of us are called to go out into the world and teach the gospel and tell somebody about it so that people can hear. But we're so worried about the fact that somebody else is doing it well since they're doing it i'm just gonna let them do it. they don't have that much of a reach i don't care if they have 50 billion followers you know what i'm saying they still not reaching the entire world so the people that you have reached the people who are in your area they're waiting for you to stand up and take your place so that they can hear so that they can receive what it is that you have to give listen I am reminded of the story of the, the the parable of the talents, all right? This is one of my favorite stories because I get so much, so much revelation out of this one parable because there was three servants, right? And, and the master gave one five, one two, and one one. I want to talk about the one who was given one because a lot of times we talk about how the one who was given one just kind of, you know, he hid it. And didn't do anything with it. And so I want to I want to talk about the fact that for some of us, right, when we see that we're only good at one thing, we feel less than we feel like, oh, well, we're not significant, that we don't have anything to give that. You know what? I'm just going to keep this to myself. Shame on you. Just like how the master said, you unfaithful servant. And let me tell you why I'm saying shame on you. Because your one gift, your one talent, the thing that you see that is one. And I want you to understand that God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. What we see as one small limited thing is still so mighty and powerful in God's hands. If you just give the gift back to him. And see, the thing is, is that what I get out of that is, is that first of all, we are members of one body, right? Just like the, the, the Bible talks about the whole body and how the air can't tell the toe that it's insignificant and it doesn't need it. Because let you stump your toe, your whole day is messed up, right? Let you lose your pinky toe and your balance is all off and you have to relearn how to walk. If we didn't have ears, we couldn't hear. The eye can't tell the ear that you're insignificant. Okay, I. so if the ear wasn't here, how will I hear? You're for my sight. So yes, you serve a purpose, but my ear serves a purpose too okay and the thing is is that even in that passage of the bible when it's talking about the body it also talks about how the more significant pieces are the pieces that we don't see see that's the other thing that i get out of this revelation about the parable of the talent because god is like you know those who are up in the forefront who are seen or whatever 
It may appear that, oh, they're the significant ones, but it's the ones who are behind the scenes. Go to a church house, right? Listen, yes, the pastor is the one who is seen all the time and the praise team are the ones that are, that are seen all the time because they're up, you know, um, on the stage, on the pulpit, the lights and everything are shining at them. But do you know it's people behind the scenes that make all of that work? Listen, hello, AV. AV team, I give you your props right now. Stage hands, I give you your props right now because nobody sees y'all. Y'all are up in the booth or you're behind stage. You're the one who's bringing the, the, um, the, uh, the, the stand or the table out for the pastor. You're the ones who's over here cleaning the mics, making sure all the mics have the, the batteries inside of them. You're, you know, the, the AV, y'all the one who's setting up the light, the lights, the, the, um, audio, um, for for the music uh the the live stream for people that are at home or can't get the church to be able to watch i give my props to y'all and yes i am aware of the av team because i'm a part of the av team at my church i understand what happens behind the scenes and it takes a whole production team to to be able for people to experience praise and worship and the sermon on on sundays or saturday mornings or whatever day that you go and attend church listen you are significant even though you're not seen even though you feel like oh well this is all i do listen it is important we need you we need you to function and going back to the parable listen that that the you, nobody sees the heart right but without the heart there there is no other function <laughs> you know what i'm saying like is if your heart ain't working if your heart is weak, listen, that's why the other organs start working even harder to help support the heart when the heart ain't doing what the heart needs to do. And that's how we're supposed to function as the body of Christ. When one of us is hurting, we supposed to go to them, pray for them, you know, uh, attend to them, help, help them get back to being healthy because they are needed. We, whenever there is an area in our body that is hurting, the whole body feels it. I can have a pain in my knee. And if I go, left it, leave it unattended, I start to feel it in other places of my body because it affects the whole body. Your talents, your gifts, the, the things that you are called to do, it affects the whole body. It's not just for you. It's for the body. And we have to remember that this life is not about us. And we can't compare ourselves to other people. Listen, we were all created in God's image. We were all given gifts and talents and abilities. Some of us were given the same thing. Some of us were given different things. But if you see somebody else operating in the same gifts and talents that you are, it's not for you to become envious or feel like you're in competition. That's when empathy can come in because you know what it takes. You know what it takes to, to be an intercessor. All right. If you are an intercessor of prayer, listen. That right there ain't no easy gift to have because whenever the Holy Spirit drops in your spirit to pray for somebody, you got to pray for them. You stay prayed up. You are standing in the gap for all of us. Listen, I thank my intercessors that are out there praying because I know that some of the things that, that I have been covered over has been through their prayer. If you are a teacher, teach. If you are an administrator, administrate. Look at Joseph. Joseph was an administrator in every position that he had that we read about in the Bible. When he was in um, 
in Potiphar's house. He was the 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 house hand, the house manager. He managed everything. When he was in the jail, he because he was able to organize stuff, they put him in charge. When he went into um uh Pharaoh's house, what he was second in command. Administrators are needed. Those gifts and talents are needed. Even for myself, I may be a very organized person, but as far as the gift of administration, I do not have that. I need somebody to help me set up my expert shed, um, spreadsheet so that I can stay uh, on task with what I need to do. So I'm, my point is, is that it doesn't matter who else is doing it. Go because you are needed. God put that treasure, put that gift and that talent inside of you because you are called to a certain group of people and those people are waiting on you. They're waiting for you to take your position, to open your mouth so that they can move. It doesn't matter who else is doing it. Those people are not going to them. That's the thing, right? Like, and it's not to say like, they don't like them or they're not for them. It's not that. It's just that we are all called because we are all needed. I love Hezekiah's song, I Need You. Because in that song, it talks about how I need you to survive, meaning you, listener, I need you to survive. I need you to push through. I need you to persevere. I need you to to have the get up and go. I need you to keep going. I need you to not quit. I need you not to grow weary in your well-doing. I need you to keep going. I need you to do it because if I see you doing it, it's going to inspire me. And that's why I need you to survive because I need to survive. And if I see you surviving, that's encouragement to me. That's a testimony for me. That's to let me see that my mess can also be a message, that my test can also turn into a a, a testimony, that my problems can also be turned into praise um, reports. Listen, we need each other. This is why we were created for fellowship. We were created for community, why we're supposed to be doing life together. We're not supposed to be doing life like we're on an island on our own, that we can't tell anybody about what we're doing or we can't share our gifts with other people because our gifts were meant for community it was meant for us to do things together and unfortunately in this world that we live in it's pushed out there to do it alone and yeah you could go you can do it alone but you'll go farther and last longer if you do it with somebody so going back to the talent right The other thing I was talking about how some people feel insignificant because they only have the one talent. You also have to understand that that one talent that you have is so significant that God doesn't want you to be distracted. He doesn't want you to be distracted. He wants you to be focused on that one thing. And he knows because in that passage, it said that God gave each of them according to their abilities. Okay, according to what they could handle, according to what they had the capacity for, because listen, we are finite creatures. We have capacities. We have limitations. And God was saying, listen, it's some of them. 
It's not that I'm saying that I didn't give you the ability to do multiple things, but this gift that I'm giving you is so important that I need you to focus on this one thing. I can't have you doing multiple things because I don't want you to get distracted. You know, there's that saying where you can do, you know, a, a lot of things well, but it if you focus on one, you could do it, you know, even better because that one thing has your full attention because when the one thing that has your attention you know, it's thriving and it's doing well while the other things that's not getting your full attention may not be doing as well as it could be. I, I said it in a podcast episode earlier about Shonda Rhimes book, how she was saying that when she was succeeding in one area of her life, she was failing in another because that area, one area at some point in time was not getting her full attention. And so some of us, we have a gift that is so precious to God that he is like, I don't want, I don't want you to be failing in this I, I need it is so important to me that I need all of your attention to be focused on this one thing and once that one thing is taken care of and completed and you've completed your assignment on that I can give you another and maybe because of how well you handled this assignment when I and when it's time for me to promote you I can give you two or I can give you three but the you got to take care of this and that's the other thing don't despise your humble beginnings your small beginnings because God is a rewarder and he can give you much more the other thing is 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 that to to much is given much is required when you have all these multiple things going on oh trust and believe those multiple things come with multiple responsibilities do you really want that that's why a lot of times you know when we over here coveting and envying what other people are doing you don't know what it took for them to get to where they are but you got to stay focused on what you're doing. Okay. And, and, and scripture also tells us that when you take care of the least of these, God will give you more. So with that one talent that you're thinking is insignificant, that you're hiding in the sand, like the, 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 um, the servant did with the one talent, how can God trust you to give you more gifts? If you're not even taking care of the one that you have or you think the one that you have is insignificant or you think that the one that you have is not that important. God is like, if you don't think a gift that I gave you that came from God is not important, do you really expect for me to give you more? No, it doesn't work like that. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. So even though in this society, having more is supposed to show success, God is like, that's not how I operate. That one thing that I gave you is important and I need you to look at it as it as it being important and I need you to take care of it because that shows me if I can trust you with more. So listen, I really just want to talk and encourage you, whoever you are, listener, whatever it is that you feel God calling you to do, go do it and do it in full obedience. Don't even do it like how I have been. I need to get myself right. This was for me as well because I have not been operating in obedience. Partial obedience is still disobedience. And I need to start marketing this thing because there are people out there who need to hear what I'm saying. There are people out there that I have been called or assigned to reach. But if I'm not putting it out there and showing them how they can connect with me, then I'm not doing what God has called me to do. And if you're in the same boat as me, you're not doing it either. So let's do this together. All right. 
I hope and pray that y'all got something out of this episode today. It is always my prayer that you do. And if you want to connect with me and talk to me a little bit more or even share your stories with me, go ahead and um, holler at me in a listener letter. And you can send it to hannahsworld00 at gmail.com or connect with me on Instagram at hannahsworld00. Until next time, peace out world. Thank you.